Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Sports fans, my name is Danielle McCartan. McCartan before midnight. Yes, the super utility player around here. And I'll be talking all things New York sports with you right up till 2 a.m. here in New York City and beyond. So whatever you're doing at the moment, I appreciate you tuning into my show right now and throughout the next couple hours, whether that be on your car radio. 1019 FM or the 660 AM original signal. If you're streaming from WFAN.com or on our free Odyssey app, thank you, thank you, and thank you. Of course, we are here in the Big Apple in the Boomer and Geo studio. Kevin Wall and I are coming to you live again here in lower Manhattan. Go ahead, start dialing 877-337-6666. Taking your calls right here in this first segment. Get aboard. And I'll be back again tomorrow and again on the 6th so we can save our, you know, happy 4th of July's until tomorrow. I mean, like, really. But, you know, what I really want to know is how the Yankee Stadium first ever fireworks display was tonight. I'm talking about the the actual real ones, not the ones on the field. We're going to talk about those momentarily. But I heard the real ones were sick, and I'm kind of jealous that I didn't get to go and witness them. Uh, You know, because if they were that good, I mean, it's probably going to be the first annual become, you know, a, a yearly thing. So if you were there, if you're heading back from the stadium, give me a call. I want to hear all about tonight because I heard that the stadium was raucous, raucous after that Harrison Bader home run and the lead up into it. So, you know, but before, before you got to that point, the first, I don't know, 16 outs or so, I mean, really, it was kind of like the tale of two games because the first couple, the Yankees persevered through some adversity tonight. I mean, they are starting to learn to win with Aaron Judge and without Aaron Judge, and that is one of the biggest signs that you could take away from tonight's game. If you listen to nothing else tonight that I say, make sure you take that away. I say that to my students sometimes. If you don't listen to anything else, remember this. But while everyone, you know, is still waiting on these veterans to step it up, Stanton, Donaldson, LeMahieu, you know, they combined to be two for 11 tonight. Some other players stepped it up. The Yankees' bullpen continues to be lights out. Anthony Volpe was a total spark plug in the bottom of the fifth, and especially in the bottom of the seventh, for Harrison Bader to ignite Yankee Stadium in the bottom of the eighth inning. 
overcoming adversity was the theme of the night, and the Yankees' offense negated both of these two following things. Domingo Herman wasn't great. One of the biggest storylines going into this game was how Herman would pitch coming off his, you know, the perfect game the last outing. Would he capitalize it and remain dominant for a second straight game? Or would he continue to be the inconsistent pitcher that he's been all season long? Well, it turns out the answer is the latter, at least for now, because he was perfect through the first inning. So 10 consecutive perfect innings in total. And then he wasn't. Finished tonight with uh, four and a third. Four and a third after a perfect game. Three runs, two of which were earned. Nine hits, five strikeouts. And and those three runs were the only ones that the Orioles got, which means that the Yankees scored six unanswered, come-from-behind runs to win the game. Like I said, perseverance. And then I have to add that the Domingo Herman roller coaster continues. And for a guy that's... You know, fighting for a rotation spot in the back end there, you you really don't know what you're going to get from him. That's a big concern. So if you're asking me right now who am I picking, if it's between the two, Domingo Herman or Clark Schmidt for the last rotation spot, believe me, I studied it. I have the comparison charts right up right here on the computer. At this point in time, a lot of their numbers are picking between the both of them, but I'm still picking Herman. I'm sticking with Herman. Mostly because Schmidt's given up like 30 more hits than Herman in about the same number of innings. So that worries me a little bit. But again, perseverance in the face of adversity. Because the defense, you know, wasn't that crisp tonight. And when you're in the position that the Yankees are in right now, if you look at the standings, they're about, what, nine back now of the Tampa Bay Rays? There isn't much margin for error, especially against a divisional opponent like the Orioles are. And every play needs to be made. You cannot give the other team more outs than the 27 they're already given once the game starts. It just can't happen. So I point to two things here. Giancarlo Stanton in right field look extremely timid, extremely reactionary, including letting the ball drop a foot in front of him, which I think was, what, the sixth inning? I'm sorry, the second inning. And then he in later in the I think it was it was definitely the seventh inning, he he timidly played the ricochet off the walls on the Santander liner, ended up being a double. I mean, if you're not swinging the bat well, which he's not, you got to play a little bit more aggressive in the in the field, aggressively in the field. And 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 Harrison Bader too. I mean, listen, defensively, it was early in the early goings. He didn't help Herman and the Yankees at, at all either. And like I said, this is kind of the tale of two games. The first know, 16 outs or so, and then after that, top of the second, ball went off his glove and he closed it too soon, which is nuts, you know? It allowed O'Hearn to, to end up at second base instead of first with no outs. That run, of course, ended up scoring as they always seem to. And that was the first run of the entire game, one nothing Baltimore. And you're like, oh, man, that, that. I don't know, that's that's not good for the momentum here. And I and I know it's not defensive. You know, we just talked about the defense, but the base running by Higashioka was just, I mean, on that one play, just awful. I mean, he was thrown out at third base, running in front of a ground ball to the shortstop. I mean, he's not Ricky Henderson out there, and he'll tell you that. So what was he thinking? It was the second out of the inning. What a waste. You cannot, like I said, have these these mental mistakes and put yourself... In, in, you know, 
not in a great position to win. But again, the Yankees persevered in the face of adversity. Again, let me remind you, they scored six unanswered runs to take one from the Orioles tonight, which is something, of course, definitely to build upon. They've they overcame the Stanton timid defensive in in you know in right field. They overcame the Harrison Bader error. It was an actual error in, in center field earlier in the second inning or so. They overcame the base running error by Higashioka. They overcame the New York Yankees. Nevertheless, persevered. And I know Bader had the game winner, but my player of the game is absolutely Anthony Volpe. The championship belt, yeah, I'm handing it to him tonight. He's going to put it in his locker tonight. If you called me up within the past month and you argued that the Yankees should send Volpe down to figure it out, you're banned tonight. You're banned from calling tonight. No flip-flopping allowed here. I mean it. I mean it because what a game by Anthony Volpe. How far he has come since Emmanuel said it too, since the chicken parm dinner with Austin Wells at his parents' house. He is just a different hitter now. And and remember when we talked about this? How the Yankees, when they sent Mickey Mantle down in, what, what year was it? 1954, 6, something like that. They gave him until July 15th of his rookie year, Mickey Mantle. They gave him until July 15th to figure it out before they made any sort of moves. And I said, remember, that if Volpe was still floundering on or about July 15th of this year, 2023, I'd consider moving him down. But look at today's date, July 3rd and a chicken parm dinner. And here we are, Anthony Volpe has officially turned it around. He had a huge, huge impact on tonight's game. Defensively, he recorded plenty of outs tonight. I mean, think about how he played or slash shifted O'Haran perfectly. He picked up the line drive pretty much right off the ground. He had him played Perfectly, And it was a huge spot in the seventh inning. Runners on second and third with two outs. Volpe picked it off the the, the, the dirt, gravel dirts over there behind second base, right pretty much right behind the bag. And, it, I mean, it was, it was a great play. Ian Hamilton was struggling. It got him out of a bad spot in the seventh inning. Of course, it ended the inning because it was happening with two outs. And that Volpe play also kept the score solid, still at three to nothing. It could have easily, easily been 5 nothing, Easily. In that spot. But my favorite Volpe defensive play tonight happened in the top of the second inning. Because Volpe snuck behind Arias at second base. You heard him on the TV. The, the mic picked it up. He was calling for the ball. He was yelling at Herman, and Herman spun on his heel, threw him out. After Urias grabbed Volpe's white cleat instead of the white this year's bigger bases. Out. Bing, bang, boom. I think that ended the inning as well. And offensively, I could be mistaken on that, though. But then you look at offensively. Oh, baby, what Volpe's done. He Lots of hard contact tonight. He's been more selective. He's hitting the ball the opposite way. He is clearly more confident in the box since that chicken parm dinner. That is the cure-all. Struggling with anything in life? Make some chicken parm. Volpe now has a career eye. Eight-game hitting streak, and obviously an eight-game on-base on streak to go with that. Offensively, today, he hit the 392-foot home run to left field on a 1-0 count in the fifth inning. And then Kyle Higashioka went back-to-back 
And let me borrow a line from John here. And belly to belly. In pretty much the exact same spot. He singled in the bottom of the seventh vault he did with no outs. He hammered it past Orioles shortstop Mateo, who is really good, by the way. And it was hit so hard that Mateo just couldn't catch up to it. Then, of course, the picture-perfect, beautiful sack bunt by Agashioka moved IKF to third, moved Volpe to second. And then, of course, Volpe turned on the burners and tied the game at 3-3 when he slid head first into home plate on a wild pitch. And that pitch was an 0-2 pitch to Torres, the one it was delivered. What a huge break that wild pitch was. And the Orioles had, by the way, no chance to get Volpe out. I mean, he was like touching home plate before the catcher even had it in his hand. I mean, a little bit of an exaggeration there. But tie score, 3-3. Here we go. So the send them back down crowd, are you kidding me? you banned tonight, I'm telling you. Are you taking it back yet? That's the only way we're going to allow you to call in here. Volpe has figured out that high fastball since he closed his stance. We talked about it when it happened, which we broke it down. I told you it means he's got his eye on the ball a little bit longer. He stays, his hip stays closed a little longer, and then he gathers his hands and explodes through the ball just a bit faster. We talked about this. He's adjusted. And now here's a cautionary tale. Look for opposing pitchers to try to expose another area of quote-unquote weakness in his offensive game. He's going to have to just again. He's going to have to evolve again, mark my words. But be patient with him because he's shown you that he can and he has been able to figure it out at the major league level. Not the AAA level, at the major league level. And Boone said after the game, this is a quote, Volpe's been great. He almost homered in his first at bat, too. You're seeing a guy maturing at this level, making adjustments, and game after game stringing together some really great at-bats. Case in point, thank you very much. Boone also, paraphrasing here, mentioned that his good defense is coming along, too. And he's not wrong. Anthony Volpe, what a vital part of tonight's Yankee win in the Bronx on fireworks night. And his OPS is over 1,100 right now. He's hitting, over his last seven games, 519. 519 over his last seven games. 519 is amazing. Over his last 15, you want to extrapolate that out a little bit farther? Fine. Over his last 15, he's hitting 375. He has figured it out. Believe me when I tell you. The Yankees overcame tonight. They fought back, and they took the win. They stole it from the grips of the, the, or should I say the claws, or what are they called on birds, Kevin? Claws? Feet of Oriole birds? Wings. (laughs) No, in the clutches of the the talons of the Orioles. Not the wings, the talons, the feet. The Yankees took the win from the feet of the Orioles, and the impenetrable. Orioles bullpen. And of course, that Bader three-run home run, 415 all feet of it to left field on that 1-1 count after showing bunt twice and then at bat, by the way, was the final nail in the coffin for the Orioles. Bury him! Oh, one more thing before we get to the calls, 877-337-6666. After the game, Bader credited Aaron Boone with making the call to switch from the bunt to the swing away in that at bat. 
Bader didn't make that decision on his own. That came from the dugout. That came from Aaron Boone. And, of course, Boone was asked about that after the game. And I forget by who. I don't want to miss, you know, I don't want to misappropriate the, the question here. So I'm sorry about that. But he was asked. And I'm paraphrasing here. And that he said that once there was one strike on Bader, and this was, he said he didn't want to, quote, mess with it. Because what he did, he saw there was a hole because they were, this is a quote here too, playing pretty pretty aggressively for the bunt. So Boone recognized that, saw there was a hole, and took the bunt off. The rest, as you know, is history. The stadium went wild on this holiday weekend. Bader called it after the game, quote, a big win for us. Bader, too, by the way, has been on fire in his last seven or eight games. So, LeMayhew, Stanton, Donaldson, who needs him? No, actually, I'm just kidding. But for now, the players that have stepped up, Volpe and Bader. 877-337-6666. We'll take a call here before we hit the break. Let's go to uh, Matt in New City. You're going to lead us off tonight here, Matt. Go ahead. Hey, what's going on? So, big win. Very excited. Uh, now, I know you gave Volpe a lot of praise, and he definitely deserves it, but, but? I think the unsung, hero, the unsung hero of the game tonight was the Yankee bullpen. They've been tremendous the Lights whole, out. you know, the last two, three weeks. Canely's been excellent. Excellent. And a lot of people call him Bash Cashman, and I've included in that, but the one thing i got to give the guy credit for he knows how to build a bullpen. He does. Every year over the last decade, the Yankees always have a top bullpen, and he doesn't go out and get the hot closer, hot reliever that he overpays for. He kind of does it with smoke and mirrors. But every year, the Yankees have a good bullpen. And this year is a prime example of you have an okay starting pitching staff, you have an okay lineup, but if you could have a good bullpen and timely hitting, that's a recipe in today's baseball to win games. Especially tonight. And you look at who came in to pitch. Nick Ramirez came in to pitch, followed by Ian Hamilton, Tommy Canley, and then uh, Clay Holmes. Okay, oh, one, two, three, four guys scattered three hits. I mean, three hits once they came into the game. I mean, the bullpen for this New York Yankees team has been light out. And you're right. Kudos to Cashman for assembling it. You're correct. And can I make one more point? You got it. The Yankees should not do firework night. It's very corny. That's what? that's what a minor league team does. This is the Yankees. They don't do nonsense like that. I don't like it. Oh, I like it. The but Mets do me. it too, don't they? Well, I mean, it's not minor league. It's not. It's not minor league. Yeah, the Mets have three fireworks nights, or last year, I guess well, that was. You compare it to different organizations, but the Yankees are in a class. Yeah, but yeah, but, you, like... but you said it. You compared it to a minor league. I'm saying that there are major league teams that do do it, and the Mets being another one of them. Well, I wouldn't want to do things that the Mets do. But anyway, good win, good show. I'm going to listen, and thanks You know, thanks for taking my call. Hey, thanks, Matt, for making it. I got no problem. I got no problem with the fireworks night. I got no problem with fireworks night. I, I wish I was there to see it. All right, so we got to hit the break here very quickly. Um, more excited Yankees fans on the phones at 877-337-6666. Now you start to look at, I'm sure you Googled the standings. We'll talk about what the impact of, uh, of tonight's game, tonight's win over the division rival Orioles, who are above the Yankees in the standings. What does that mean for the New York Yankees? My name is Daniel McCartan. Give me and Kevin Wall a call at 877-337-6666. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Clock at four. Doncic. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 